Welcome to The Other 165. On this show, we want to talk about what to do when life happens, when things knock you down and discourage you throughout your week. Join us as we discuss how to stay encouraged and develop true relationships of love and discipleship. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Other 165. We here are getting into the Christmas spirit, and mm. we are very glad that you are joining us today. Um, I, like always, am your host, Aaron, along with my co-host, Joel. Merry Christmas, Joel. Merry Christmas. So today is going to be our season finale. We want to try and finish strong here, and what we're going to talk about today the, uh, the past two episodes, we've talked um, here and there about having a renewed mind. And once our minds are renewed, we, we want to talk today about, um, the Bible says, guard your heart. So kind of like we're, we feel like we're, we're, we're kind of there, like, all right, I'm allowing my my mind to be renewed and I'm starting to see the world differently and I'm starting to live differently and I'm, you know, starting to make some headway. And, and then of course, as we all know, life happens and circumstances get in the way and things can beat you down. And we're going to talk a lot today about how to guard your heart from from such things and it really kind of goes hand in hand with the uh, the last two episodes trying to glorify God in everything we do so in guarding our heart it also is going to be slash glorifying God and what we do um, like we're gonna concentrate on mostly like what we watch and what we listen to today and to open up with a verse, actually, to open up with a couple of verses to get us started here, we're going to be reading from Proverbs chapter 4, verses 23 through 27. And this is King Solomon, the wisest man ever, um, writing, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free of perversity, keep corrupt talk far from your lips, let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. So there's a lot there, um, you know, and we, uh, in, in, in the talks leading up to this, it's been, you know, kind of not trying to say you need to do this you need to do that it, it it really turns it on on ourselves you know what i mean like we're trying to encourage each other and encourage you to ask yourself the question like what am i doing what am i watching what am i listening to how am i treating others you know what i mean mm -hmm. And um, so we'll, we'll start off with the, uh, the guard your heart. And to me, that's like when I'm reading that, it, it, it's kind of the same, like we could have probably named this episode glorify God with your mind or like what you think about, you know what I'm saying? Cause like in the Bible, like your heart is like your feelings, your emotions, your, your thoughts. And like, like the verse says, everything flows from that, you know, mm -hmm. it's very important for us to ask ourselves a question like, what am I putting into my heart, into my mind, and even into my body, because that in turn controls or affects what comes out, our, our actions, our thoughts, our speech. No, it's true, because I remember just i mean just like doing sports or whatever something like that being in track or whatever and uh we would always talk about like our coach would always just like monitor our music 
and monitor our nutrition because he would always say whatever we're going to put inside of us, he says it's going to come out. And he would very strict about basically our nutrition out of it. And with the music, he wanted us not to basically flood our mind with a bunch of trash. And he would always put smooth, like just smooth music. And it was always like some type of Christian due to the fact that uh, the words were positive and glorifying. And um, I, I even like a lot of people even say when they uh, I had an old boss that used to say he he wouldn't listen to music on his way home. He would listen to different, you could say, motivational speech or speakers or sermons or anything like that, because he says yeah. it controls uh, how you drive and like somebody cuts you off. And if you're listening to some hard little, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying you're probably going to be going in on them. But he says when he would just. Just listen to smooth, like you say, motivational music, and it, and it helps. A lot of people will say, "Oh no, it doesn't." But no, there's, it's one of those things in a sense that helps your mind and, you basically, mainly your heart and everything. Yeah, man. I mean, um, music was a was a big thing for me. Um, you know, when I was kind of on my on the start of my path, like trying to give my life to God. And it, it, it's funny now when I look back at it, but you know, when you're, when you're in it, you think like, man, I'm not going to be able to, and it, and it almost hinders you from even trying sometimes. Cause it's like, well, if I, if I give my heart to God and I can't listen to the music that, speaks so deeply to my soul anymore, then I, I'm not even going to do it. Like, I, I'm not even going to do it because I, I'll never be able to stop listening to this music. Yeah. And now the music I used to listen to gives me a headache. Like, it's funny now <laughs> because, um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a, a, a different case, I would say, just because as <laughs> Joel was miming his, I'm assuming that was metal music you were... <laughs> Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I I listened to metal like most of my life and it was very, you know, the the loud, angry, violent music and you know, I would like I, I understood the irony of it, you know what I'm saying? Like I would listen to this loud angry music when i was especially in a bad mood you know what i mean like i i just i liked it in general but especially like if i had a hard day or if i was mad i would crank the crank the music up and it didn't really dawn on me until afterwards that it was sometimes putting me in anger putting me in you know negativity because and I noticed you um, when you were talking about um, listening to Christian music the words you know the lyrics and you know <laughs> for, for metal music you sometimes don't know the lyrics because you can't understand them you know you listen yeah. to them enough you can kind of pick here and there or you know figure it out eventually but um, and like now, like if I listen to it now, I'd be like that old grandpa, turn that rock and roll down. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is like, cause like all my youth pastors, like I was blessed with great youth pastors from the Hernandez's to Hoskins to Pastor Ryan, you know, just ton. And they always pushed music in a sense of, um, to like change our hearts and especially like Pastor Ryan was very big on uh, music and he was b very instrumental in <clears throat> getting me into Christian rap in his sense of like learning about the artists and understanding the lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Because the beats and everything else is something like that. They draw you so quickly, but then you start reading the lyrics. And it was funny because like I remember a couple couple days ago, I went back and was listening because uh, a guy was asking for a song to be played and i was listening to the song that i used to listen to 
by a secular artist and i was like what the heck is he talking about like it made no sense he was like all over the board and self-glory yeah and um was basically all i got out of it and then when i listened to i mean i'm a big christian rap fan especially like cray kb nf stuff like that and uh thizzle and it's just one of those where it's just like you hear their their lyrics and especially like a lot of these guys are talking about testimonies in the sense of like what they came out of a lot of christian artists stephen curtis chapman people like that they they talk about the stephen stories oh man but it's it's weird like and especially like when you um honestly like i think what connected me with some christian artists was basically hearing their their testimony and realizing that they yeah. they were a hundred percent um well yeah they were where i was at and then basically me wanting to change they were very uh vocal about you know what i'm saying changing your music so that way yeah i mean you know and granted this is going to be very generalized and i am not saying this about every you know what do you call it secular music like all secular music but yeah. just, I, i'm going to speak in plain generalities like a lot of the metal music that i would listen to would be about like death and destruction they're like you know like a, a lot of it is um about a you know significant other like girl don't leave type of thing you know what i mean um yeah. you know and there there's a lot of there's a lot of music about like i need to get money so i can buy all these things like i need to get the nice car the fast car and the you know the big house and that's what life that that's when life will be happy when i can finally get all of these things and yeah. so then you ask yourself like man this music doesn't affect me but then you start to realize like what am i like what what are my priorities in life like is it that i'm trying to buy more and more things so i can be happier no exactly <laughs> and then you start to listen to like christian music and you start to hear the messages like just for example like the, the song reckless love then you you hear this song about how God loves you so much it can almost be described as reckless and it's mm -hmm. like stuff like that just speak to your soul man and just bring just bring so much um i don't know peace into my heart that it's like i think that was the turning point because even when like I first started going to church and first started to try and work on my relationship with God. Like I was still, I, I haven't listened to, to metal in a while. I, I kind of left that behind in my twenties just because again, I am the old cranky man sitting out on my porch telling kids to get off my lawn. And that music is too loud for me. <laughs> just my temperament in general. But, um, you know, I, I was listening to a lot of, um, secular, music but i would i was really really trying to find christian music that i liked and i i would talk I would, I would talk to my sister a lot because she only listens to gospel and she's like she she was the worship leader at church for a while and you know she was the choir director so she really really likes gospel choir type music and i don't really i don't you know what i mean and, there, and that's okay you know what i'm saying yeah. like but she said like you realize there's all different kinds of christian music you just need to find like like you say you like christian rap i don't really care for rap that's okay there's yeah. so many there's just as many genres of christian music as there are secular so i ended up finding that i really like um like the modern modern worship music and i really like uh like what would you 
you almost call it like Christian pop? You know, what I'm, like the the, yeah, no. the Corey the Corey Asbury's of the of the world. I really enjoyed <laughs> Which was crazy because like one guy was like, I'm not argue with me. He was trying to say Amy Grant is like the the greatest Christian pop artist of all time. Which I was just like, okay. Uh, apparently, he wants to debate this, but I I honestly wasn't like. Uh, didn't see it coming. It was crazy you saying about Christian pop. Just how many artists there are in yeah. different genres. Yeah. Well, anyway, the um, the point I was trying to make was once I started to find the you know musically the 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 type of music that I like to listen to. What really I think um, kind of settled it for me was when you start to listen to and internalize the lyrics you know what i'm saying like we've talked yeah. about like vertical worship songs before and just how they've spoken to us and um you know just maverick city music oh man like i i know when i first heard them dude i i, I texted joel like every single song i would hear from them like dude you gotta listen to this song it's incredible <laughs> but I mean, it's very, it's very good music and I enjoy the music, but lyrically, my goodness, those lyrics, man, they're, they're so powerful. And to me, that was what really kind of cemented it for me. Like my wife still listens to um, a lot of different things. Like she likes to listen to 80s music, which was my jam at one point, but it's not like we'll be sitting in the car and, you know, she'll be she'll be playing something that is, you know, quote unquote secular. And I'm not like, turn that off. Turn, I can't hear that. You know what I mean? But no, yeah. I, I have moved past that point to where like, if it's on, like, I mean, bro, if tears for fears comes on, I'm, I'm going to sing along. Like that's just, that's just who I am. Yeah. Well, no, and it's where, that's Still, where I think a lot of people, <laughs> I think that's where a lot of people look at Christians in the sense of, I'll just be honest, like some people like will be like, all oh, Christians are weird and I can't be a Christian because how weird they act. And like literally like when anything like if a song from back in the days comes on, it doesn't give me, you know, what I'm saying I don't glorify that song. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things. And it said, what up? You know what the, this actually just brought up in my mind is um, the time that uh, what was it? NSYNC came on and in the uh, oh. in the shipping office and we just started dancing and making oh. <laughs> super uncomfortable <laughs> like you, can, you gotta you have can, fun yeah you can be a christian and still have fun like yeah it's totally fine to have fun you know no, what I've heard, I, you know what i've heard i'm sorry to cut you off but you know what i've heard oh, a couple yeah. times is like and i'll be talking to someone about about god or like this podcast or something like that and, so, and they'll look at me and be like you're you're a christian like yeah and i mean of course that's like have i have i not showed you that like he's like but but they'll say not that like oh but you do this and you do this and you do this so i wouldn't think you're a christian not that they say you seem so normal <laughs> no yeah but what does that even mean? <laughs> no but i think honestly there's such a stereotype in the sense of like absolutely um, in so many ways and like the thing is like i tell people all the time i don't come to any like young person or whatever, something like that, and tell them like, hey, you can't listen to that, period. I tell them all the time, this is something that's going to be a decision between you and God. But like when I stopped, it was mainly because I was like, one, they don't reflect who I want to be. And then two, um, I like, especially like with me, I was a huge rap fan. You started realizing how fake these dudes were to mm -hmm. where in a sense of like how much uh, how much they would get exposed in the sense of like saying that they have this, they have that, they have that, and the next thing you know, they're getting exposed and you'd find out that they just <laughs> borrowed it for the music video. Right. And it was like, and then like, especially when I started like just examining myself in a sense of what was working. Um, because like, I if I hear a song, you say like from back in the days or something like that, like I'll never forget like a couple of days ago or something, uh, my boy and I, oh, we were at basketball and, it was a couple months ago and Return of the Mac came on and my boy Timbo and I like we just it was over. That used to be our song back in the days. But then um, it doesn't basically it doesn't define who I am. 
And especially like when people want to say, oh, you know, Christians only do this, 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 this. Right. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, it's something like that. You basically are a reflection of Christ. Um, I'm always going to love whoever is out there. And um, but my musical choice is basically going to help sharpen me. and It's not going to bring me down. Right. And like you said, um, when you really like when the the rose colored glasses come off, like so what comes to my mind is the song. I think it's a U2 song. And again, I dig the song. It's, it's a good song. But uh, one of the lyrics is I still haven't found what I'm looking for. You know what I'm saying? And to me, a lot of secular music is basically undertones of trying to find something that'll make me happy you know the mm -hmm. the the fastest car the nicest house the the prettiest girls you know all of these things they're basically trying to like i have this money and i'm trying to buy what's going to make me happy and there's not a whole lot of them that say i found it like i found what makes me happy and on the flip side, when you're listening to Christian music and you hear like, I've been redeemed, I've been saved, like God's open, God makes a way. And, you know, all these things that just like, I want to be, I want to be on the side that found what makes me happy, not the looking for side. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. And that's like, because I remember some one of the parts that I always stuck in my head with Lecrae, he would always say one of his songs, uh, I don't believe in luck, I believe in grace. And like when you like dig into it, like realizing like, man, how how amazing, how deep it is or something like that, the grace of God that basically saves us. And so many of these people are something like that. And it's nothing against, you know what I'm saying? They I, like they would always say, you want to make $10, then you're not going to be satisfied. So you're going to want to make $15 an hour. Then you're not going to be satisfied that you're going to want to make 20. So money's never going to satisfy you. And the best thing, but most of these, uh, most artists I listen to or whatever, they're, they're so at peace knowing that God's in control uh, of their life and they're so happy. And their songs basically are just uplifting in a sense of just and especially like like when you hear because like you said with maverick city you hear like you feel so different in a sense of like when you're just in the presence like just listening to them to the songs and then hearing the words and it, because those those words that they are straight from their heart not them yeah. just and they're, they're made to help the next person not basically hurt the next person at the end of the day right so the other way we want to guard our hearts is to um, ask ourselves what we are watching. And again, this is a big one because watching TV is a big part of American life. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I watch TV. I'm sure Joel doesn't watch as much, but... I'm sure you watch some TV here and there. <laughs> um, so I have a verse that I want to read as far as um, kind of being careful of what we watch. So it is Matthew 6, 22, and it says, The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. And... So basically what like when I read that, I think what we watch goes straight into our hearts. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And you might not think so. You know, you might you might try and convince yourself like, well, I could watch this and it doesn't affect me at all. But just think about like like say trying to like clean up your language. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're if you're like man i don't want to i don't want to curse anymore i don't want to say this anymore i don't want to tell these kind of jokes anymore or anything like that and you are having a really hard time and you're like man i can't figure out why i'm having such a hard time 
And then you ask yourself the question, well, what kind of TV shows am I watching? What kind of movies am I watching? And they're just full of, you know, cursing and the jokes that you don't want to tell anymore. And basically everything you're trying to get away from, yeah. you can't like, cause that, that was, that was the thing for me. Like when, when I wanted to clean up how I talk to people and it wasn't even just the cursing part of it. It's like, like my talking, my, my mouth got me in so much trouble just from the things I would say to people and the reckless abandon with which I would say things to people, just like hurtful, hateful stuff. And if someone got upset, I would just use the default. Like I was just kidding. It's like, yo, said really horrible thing. It doesn't really matter if you're just kidding or not. But um, I started to realize that a lot of what I was watching was affecting how I was talking to people and how I was treating people. No. And that's where, like, I think a lot of people just got to do some self-reflections in themselves in the sense of knowing what... Um, what affects, because like you were saying, certain things in the sense of curse words and stuff like that, you know, there's some people you can say like that know for a fact that it just does not help them at all in the sense of what they're watching and everything else. And especially like in the sense of being honest with yourself on what you're watching. Is this something that's going to help me or is this something that hurts me? You know, and there are tons of things or something like that. Like me and you are big sports fans, you know, and which is the easiest thing to watch because it's just it's just competitive you know, nothing bad happening on there. Well, except for my team's not winning, but Amen. go Bears. <laughs> uh, but it's just one of those things, honestly, at the end of the day, with music, with what you watch, self-reflection in a sense of knowing uh, what helps you. Um, because, like, I like what what works for – and that's where Aaron and I, you could say, like, what we love about each other, we're, we're different people, you know what I'm saying, in a sense of our music – taste or what we watch or whatever um but we know our main thing that we give a hundred percent majority of our time to is the christ and you can say our devotions and reading and studying and getting to know him that when we do watch what we watch or something like that we just don't let that be a reflection of who we are right i mean i look like because i mean like everybody at work and especially like uh kojak knows me and my tag team partner, Andy Pavlock, we always tell people to get these hands because we're big WWE fans. But it, this is where it's crazy. It is, I remember when I was younger, my parents had to get me to stop watching it because it became so much part of my life that everything, like I didn't want to talk about church. I didn't want to talk about nothing. I just wanted to stone cold stun everybody and just like do everything that he did because I idolized him so much. And when I got older and I started watching it, you know, I don't idolize those guys. You know, it's entertainment in the sense of just like watching, but you have to use self-reflection in the sense of knowing exactly what you can and what you cannot. Right. And another thing that I, I feel like um, we need to be careful about, and there really isn't, there isn't a whole lot you can do about the amount that gets thrown at you because it's just, it's, like it's everywhere, but kind of like I was talking earlier about lyrically, a lot of a lot of music talks about like trying to basically buy happiness. You know what I mean? Like I need mm -hmm. I need the faster car, I need the bigger house, I need all the pretty girls, you know, all that nonsense. But I mean, granted, like I'll take a fast car and a bigger house but you know whatever <laughs> but um especially with and with watching sports it's actually a huge thing because what is a huge part of sports advertising there's advertising everywhere and i, I feel like it is kind of turned us very very materialistic you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. oh man, you're 
like your car has 25,000 miles on it. You need to trade it in. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause you need the newest model. Your phone's a year old. You need to trade Upgrade. it in the newer model. Yeah. And it's just like, again, like advertising is everywhere. So I don't know what you can really do to kind of shut it off. But I definitely think it. Like I, I'm, I'm starting to try and just to to break that. So if you're trying to say that your what you watch doesn't affect you, just just look at advertising. You know what I'm saying? Like companies spend billions upon billions of dollars not because they know if they put it in front of you, it's not going to affect certain people. You know what I'm saying? Like they know if they put the new car commercials some like a small percentage, but a percentage of people are gonna be like, you know what? I'm gonna go get that new car, you know, or I'm gonna go get that new cell phone. So I, I just feel like we need to understand what you are watching consistently doesn't affect you. Like that's kind of a dangerous point of view to have. Like, I feel like you need to at least understand that what you are watching has an effect on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think like, that's where like, honestly, or something like that. I didn't realize how much it had an effect on me with certain things or whatever, because you start at first, it's like, Oh, okay. That guy's cool. Then you start seeing everything about you change in a sense of dress, uh, mannerisms, stuff like that. And, um, People know. I mean, people study it in a sense of how they can change people's behaviors. I mean, that's the like you said, with marketing, that's the easiest thing in a sense of gro uh, um, clothing stores or something like that. They know for a fact from marketing how to uh, lure you in in a sense of uh, to buy something. And I mean, it's a perfect thing in a sense of because, I mean, a lot of people be like, well, if I bought it and I worked hard for it, you know, what I'm saying it, it should be mine. But at the same time, like like you were saying with Tansky, do you really need it? Because at the end of the day, or something like that, there's other things or something like that that you can be doing wise with your money in a sense of, um, I mean, not to get on tithing, but basically there's something like that helping others. And that's where, like you would say with music or whatever, something like that, it's one of those in a sense of, um, I've always been a big fan of watching artists in a sense of how they use their CD sales and how they give back, you know? Yeah. And when I see an artist, you can say like, um, and it's, you know, it's a blessing if you have a huge house or whatever or something like that. If that's your if that's what your push is and that's what your goal is and you're putting your money to the side and you're working hard to get that, you know, I'm not mad at you. But um, if I know for a fact that you're not helping the next person and you're just all about yourself, then uh, I think you just define yourself as selfish. Honestly, is something it's just amazing how people will think that advertising doesn't grab them, but it's the biggest thing that the world knows can grab them. Right. And, you know, again, our, our overall message for this episode is to guard your heart and allowing the things that we watch to affect us like that. I mean, it can affect our outlook and it, it can affect our priorities. And so I have another um, I have another verse. Matthew six twenty one says for where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. And your treasure is what's important to you, what you hold dearest. And if we allow ourselves to place our our treasure or our priority or our you know our goals into nothing but materialistic, you know what I'm saying? The the newest fill in the blank, whatever, then that's where your heart is going to be. Your your heart is going to be on things that aren't really going to to help you get closer to God. And that's Amen. and that's what we that's what we want to do. We want to get closer to God. So um all of that to basically say um we just and we're encouraging each other and we're encouraging you to just start asking ourselves the questions of what are we putting in front of our eyes. Um and the last, <laughs> I know this is going to be your favorite. The last topic we want to talk about being careful of 
and it is again something we put in front of our eyes social media oh <laughs> I thought you were going to say social distancing. I'm like, what no. in the world? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, this definitely um, still is in the same um, genre as... Okay. This can still be under the same kind of topic as... Um, being careful of what to watch because you know it's we're scrolling you know Facebook or Instagram or whatever and obviously not all social media is bad because social media is where you can see us where you can come to visit us so that is a good thing but um, and man we have had this conversation I, I feel like it's really really ramped up this year of because yeah. i mean i keep hearing from different people like man i'm i'm off that site because i can't take it anymore man i'm i'm off this site because it's nothing but you know hatred and negativity and i can't i can't argue with that you know what i'm saying like i can't sit there and be like we well, are wrong because this this, and that's like this it's getting it's getting pretty bad so especially for someone who spends a lot of time on social media, I definitely feel like there's good things that you can get from it. But I almost want to say the longer you're on it, <laughs> the more no. chance there is for it to be negative. Well, you can, if, if it controls you is a thing. And that's where mm -hmm. like, I think like with music, with what you watch and, you know, with social media, like, you know what I'm saying? If those are the things that just basically control you, because like, uh, I mean, just, you know, on my own, I would catch myself back in the days. The first thing I would do is when I woke up, just opening my phone and going straight to social media. Right. It was like, oh, my goodness, you know, I have to see what's going on in current events. And I think a lot of people like when you see them on their phone and sort of like engaging in that rather than everything else, their their life is so controlled by by that and honestly like i know most people will be like oh blah 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 you know what i'm saying that's not me that's not me well i mean you just got to be honest with yourself it doesn't control you that's a good thing but for us or whatever like especially for me i saw like myself like sort of like um i don't know just basically like going through certain web uh certain sites um on social media that it was just like i would just look and then it would just like it just i don't know it did not sit well with me at the end of the day because I would read certain things or so I had to unfollow certain people because like for me, I, I really don't want to see no pettiness or negativity going around. And honestly, like, cause like a lot of people are like, well, this world is negative. I'm like, well, of course, you know what I'm saying? Due to the fact of, you know, most people, that's all they want to talk about, but there's so much positive out there that you can put. And there'll be certain people I'll, I'll follow, you know, say on certain sites that I purposely follow because they're so positive. But, um, if, if, if you want to have a negative life and a miserable life or whatever, and that's what you choose, but then you you're begging, you're asking, why is this going on? You know what I'm saying? It's due to the fact of what you surround yourself and you basically do most of your life. Bro. It's like, <laughs> I don't know how many times at work I would be talking to someone, especially like when the, when the pandemic thing first came out and like, you know, everyone would see a billion different points of views, videos, whatever. It's a conspiracy theory. It's this. It's oh, that, yeah. And, that. and so you'd have this person like, man, I'm freaking out about this. I'm freaking out about this. And I'm like, why? What, what do you mean? Why? Like, look, like, there's all this stuff. I'm like, okay, so you're freaking out because you've spent the last two hours watching videos <laughs> of people freak out. <laughs> so, yeah, basically. So there it is, dude. Like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy and it's, and I'm not saying like, don't be like, don't try and be informed. You know what I mean? Don't stick your head in the sand, but that doesn't also mean that you have to start scrolling the social media and say, 
that's true. That's true. That's definitely true. Like read it all. Like it's absolutely, yeah. true. you know what I'm saying? And then especially, I don't know, man, like that, that's kind of what my mind keeps coming back to. Like I'm freaking out because I just watched two hours of people freak out on social media. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's honestly like you have to be honest with yourself. Like if you're freaking out because of, you know what I'm saying? God's, God's, you know what I'm saying? God is, and God's in control of every situation that goes on. And I have full faith and belief in the sense of knowing that God's in control. Do I have, you know what I'm saying? Am I human to where sometimes I sort of like try to take control? Cause I'm like, all right, God, you're not going fast enough. Gotta take this. And then I have to give it back to him because I mess up. And that's where I'll start looking at stuff and start seeing people talk about certain things in a sense of, you could say like, even with this pandemic or whatever, something, and my wife and I would even have conversations of, um, it's good information you can get from it in a sense of um, safety and things like that, that you can make sure to be aware to know where not to go, where hotspots and all that stuff. That was stuff that I enjoyed seeing that people were looking out and loving other people to where they'd be like, don't go do this. But when people were just like, just being misinformed and just trying to find the negative and just giving just false stuff, it just was like, there's no reason in a sense like at the end of the day like when i go in a sense of anything i listen to anything i watch if it's negative and my wife will tell you like i just i flip it off because i'm not about to that's just honestly not about my life it entertained me in my past and that's why in my past i was in um i was in you sinking bad mm -hmm. but i needed you know what i'm saying when i reached out to god and he took me out of that mud i was in uh, I knew for a fact that I had to, because honestly, like, and, and that's the thing, like, if I listen to stuff and then I start assuming things and then I start putting things in my mind, they get in my mind, it makes me so, as a person, I get negative and I'm mad because I'm fearful, because I put all these things of what might happen, what's going to happen. I mean, because like Aaron, Aaron and I have talked about, like, uh, we'll think about things like, like we'll assume things that are about to happen at work. And then when it's not even that, you, we just wasted a week on yeah. assuming. Yeah. Fear will make you silly. Goose. And, um, if you're looking for a strategy, how to be on social media and not be full of negativity watch dog videos like that's what i do how do you watch how do you <laughs> on social media and not freak out watch dog videos they make you so happy they make me so happy i love to watch dog videos <laughs> uh, phone, no you just look True like you're about to <laughs> It just looks like you yeah, I, like I like watching. No, dogs. no, no, no. There's nothing wrong with it. I like it. <laughs> I, I, I love it, man. Oh man. So yeah, just <laughs> I would, we we encourage you to just continue to ask yourself the question, like you said, self-examination. Like, um, and, and it, it's it's not always going to be obvious. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's going to take some some soul searching some prayers some uh, okay. why, why does this keep happening and like i like i feel like i've i have been led to certain things like cutting certain shows and movies and like all of that like i've i've cut certain things out because i know like it might on its own be fine but it'll lead me to do something that I'm trying to stay away from. So instead of doing, you know, cutting the middleman out, like I know if I do, if I watch this or if I listen to this, it could make me feel like this. So I'm just going to not do it anymore. And um, it's not always easy, but it's rewarding. You know what I mean? You exactly. feel freer. And you know, and you knew what, what you needed to cut off. You know what I'm saying things that were affecting your life, things that were, and it's not something that you're just gonna like completely. I think when people cut everything out, it's it's very, you know, I mean, some people can do it. For me, it was baby steps in the sense of knowing things that I needed to change in my life, so that way my attitude would reflect more of Christ-like. Because you can quote scripture and you can do um, know the whole Bible, but if you're not being the Bible, 
know what I'm saying? It's going to be hard for the world to see that light. Right. Last thing I want to talk about is um, we, we've talked about this before in kind of a different context, but I think it still fits the power of silence. And I know we, we did this, we talked about this in uh, the episode about loving your neighbor, about being silent when someone's talking to you, not saying anything back, just listening. It's kind of like to me, silence as an encompassing thing is very powerful. And I feel like when I'm struggling, when I haven't, um, when I, when I feel like I haven't got a lot of direction, sometimes I will just shut everything off. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's really hard to focus your mind on God when the TV's on or music's on or, you know, all these things. Like sometimes the best way to get clarity is to just be in silence. And I know that's kind of a weird thing. You know, like when we were kids, it wasn't as as crazy to just like, you know, go run around outside. But now it's like, all right, if I go outside, you know, I need my headphones in. If yeah. I, you know, if I'm going to go sit in the grass, I'm not just going to stare up at the sky. I'm going to be on my phone looking at YouTube or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like everything is so accessible anymore. It's it's almost odd, like you might find it odd that I drive, like my wife finds it odd. I drive, like say I have like a 15, 20 minute drive. I'll drive to work in complete silence. <laughs> might sound weird, but I do it. I have no radio on, nothing. I just complete silence sometimes because it just, it allows me to decompress. It allows me to clear my thoughts. And I feel like it is a really um, good environment for God to give me direction because I'm focusing on, you know, man, I need what, like, what do I need to do? I, I, I just want, I, I just want to hear from him. So I need to block out all the distractions because it, that's really what, what all of it, all of it is, is just distraction. Yeah. I mean, because like a lot of times you can say like when I'll do my prayer, I'll, you know what I'm saying? I'll pray and then I'll just at the end of it. I, and I think like it was one of those things in the sense of. um, I just felt in my my heart one day, I was like, you know, I said, because I'm done praying, I, I guess like I'm just going to tell God, all right, that's it. Goodbye. <laughs> and um, I would just sit there at the end of it and um, allow myself to hear God's voice. And there's a lot of times you can say at the end of my prayer, like of me thanking him, you could say. And then with my requests of things I would ask him for. Um, and uh, I would just sit there and it was weird. Like, not weird. It was it's beautiful in the sense of, like you said, the power of silence of how some of the things like would. There were a lot of times at the end of it, I would somebody would come into my heart and on my way to work, um, I would send them a like call them, give them a quick phone call or whatever. And it was always beautiful when I would hear that person being like, like for instance, just on, I think it was like Thursday. I, um, I was at the end of my prayer. I sat there and then one of my buddies came into my uh, heart and I know God sent him and I gave him a phone call and he was just about to leave his house to head to the ER because uh, like he knew, he, he knew in his heart, he was um, having uh, COVID hit him. And it was just, he was panicking because he was just freaking out. And I was just like, I was like, man, I said, I'm here. I said, if you need something and just started talking to him. And then I, when I got to work, he was, he checked himself in the hospital. And after work, I checked on him and they released him. And uh, it was one of those things in the sense of power of prayer, but also in the sense of power of silence, in the sense of allowing God just to work through you in that time because of all the distractions that we have, allowing him to be like, I'm all yours. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I, I've I've felt a, a couple of times where, like, I say I'm praying for something specific or like a, you know, again, direction or something like that, and like I just won't stop talking. I won't turn the radio off. I won't turn the TV off or whatever. Like, 
I wonder if God sometimes would be like, if you would just shut up, I would tell you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, sure. yeah. I, I, love, I love the what you said, like when you're when you're done praying or, you know, just a set aside time to just focus and kind of meditate on him. You know, like I, I kind of do that after um, after I read my Bible, like I kind of just sit there and meditate on what I did and just, you know, no distractions, no noise, nothing. And just allow him to speak to me. No, and I think it's beautiful because, like, um, one of the guys at work, like, I started doing, like, little different things in the sense of, um, and, you know, you start finding out certain things that helps you. And, like, for me, I would just start doing, like, these breathing exercises and things like that. Um, and it was beautiful because, like, at the end of my prayers, um, uh, with technology now, you know, you can tap a breathing app or whatever or something. And I would just sit there and it was like, I would just be, you know what I'm saying, going through my breathing and then like just like allowing God to just minister and talk to me and just in different things. But it was beautiful because like I was just, you know, in that silent part or whatever, something like that. It was just one of those things to where um, I think it's when I started realizing like I had to be a lot more silent because I mean, Aaron will admit that I don't shut up sometimes, but <laughs> I would but never it was to you. But uh, I um, would get frustrated because I'd feel like God's not answering my prayer. And then finally, one day I was like, like realized, I was like, when am I actually giving him the opportunity to talk? Like, when am I actually just sitting down and being like, I'm all yours? And it's not like one of those things in the sense of being like going to a, like a chair and just being like, talk to me. You know, mm -hmm. it's one of those things in the sense of him seeing your your sacrifice and your time and your you're willing to do consistency and it and it worked and, and i love it i love it like and like aaron says because like on my way home i i go home in silence because after a long day of work i i know the family wants to talk and go from there and i like to think about things that if i had a bad day or whatever something like that like just process it at the end of the day but like it's just beautiful like i i, I promise you it's something that has worked and it's been very effective in my life is just that silence amen well, we really, really, again, want to thank all of you who watch and follow us. Um, it has been such a blessing this year to uh, to share all this with you. And uh, again, this is our season one finale. And we want to, personally, we want to end this year with that renewed mind, with a renewed sense of, relationship with God and each other and we just want to go into 2021 just loving God loving people and glorifying God in everything that we do and um, we really thank you for uh, for allowing us to to share this with you and we will see you in 2021 and have a blessed day we hope you enjoyed today's episode please uh, feel free to like share and subscribe and we hope you continue to join us on our mission to not only live for God for three hours a week at church, but also for our other 165. Have a blessed day.